If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Legends say, in ancient times, when the gods walked with man, within the traditions of the Norse that were passed from the Celts, that there were warriors who traveled through the spiritual realms. These warriors spent their days on earth as shamans, guiding the members of their clan to spiritual understanding. These shamans knew the Lanvedi. They were known as Ulv Hefnar of Odin, the Allfather, and Valhalla. Today, the modern Ulv Hefnar continues the tradition of using magic and wisdom to help our clansmen and women find harmony. In the traditions of our ancestor, the Ulv Hefnar now invites those who seek knowledge to come forth to the circle of knowledge to share our experiences and find commonality amongst all. Following in the traditions of his ancestors, Dr. Mark Wiseman offers hope and peace in his message of understanding our personal spirituality. Join us now for this week's message here with the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Let us call upon the House of Odin in Asgard that he and Freya will hear our desires and provide us with their favor. Hail Odin, Lord of Asgard, warrior and wanderer, valiant and wise, you to whom all the gods of Asgard look, Sky Father, on the eight-legged steed, you who traded an eye for wisdom and ruled a turbulent realm. Give us the wisdom to accept the twists and turns of fate, even as you surrendered yourself to the mercies of the Norn. Protect us, all Father, from what harm may come to us. Lead us through the wilderness and bring us safely to that great hall that you reserve only for the brave of spirit. Odin, we come to you today to seek your wisdom and guidance. We ask that you bestow upon those here the wisdom about the subject in which we speak. Be with them as they go forth and live their lives. Let us sip the cup of Odiner to bestow the wisdom of Kvasar. We ask for your guidance, that you be with us and guide us through the challenges that hell lay before us. Help us to recognize Loki as he attempts to deceive us, our true path. Hail Odin. Hi, Minvina. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's show. 
This week, I'd like to speak about intimacy with a deity. Humans do not seem to have as many struggles with their physical relationships as they do with their spiritual ones. We, the human race, have a much easier time interpreting and understanding, processing our visual combined with possibly our audible input into the brain as to a better understanding of our physical relationships than we do with interacting with a spiritual force that gave us life. Regardless as to whether you believe in evolution or one of the many creation stories documented throughout the previous millennia, I believe we can all agree that there was a process that begat modern-day humans. Whether it's Embla and Ask, Adam and Eve, or Dick and Jane, they did not have the technological minds that modern humans currently use. But they did possess the foundations of that mind and that mind's processing capability to get here from there. In much the same way, I believe that the anatomical modern humans that migrated out of Africa some 200,000 years ago possessed the capability to get from there to here. To understand, maybe to fully understand our quote-unquote relationship with our deity, maybe we need to understand the basic principles between any life forms, as well as having then a contrasted definition to see how these principles are then applied and or violated every day. To have this conversation, let's talk about the relationships we have with our cohabitants of the planet our parents, our friends, our lovers, our enemies, and other types of more specific or more authoritative relationships. Now, in the big picture of things, our parents, on most cases, represent the authority of the world. Until we get older, then the relationship morphs sometimes overnight, and we recognize their contribution to our survival and growth. These experiences can be good or bad in our interpretation, all depending on the overall memories that have been gained and retained throughout that time. But let's talk about how we relate to them now, when we are super young, our parents are intelligent and caring for our growth. As we gain our ages, 
the relationship changes to one of the system, if you will. And therefore, we rebel against it. And then later still, they become recognizable, but little more as we try to make our own way in this lifetime. Then one day, far down the road, as we visit them, we realized that they are our peers who did the best they could with the resources they had. The later stage returns full circle where we realize our parents are indeed the smartest and most loving people in the world and care deeply for our well-being. This is just one of these physical relationships that we will have along our journey in this physical life. And each provides a universe full of opportunities and modifications along the way. Sometimes without us even noticing. It is these relationships that lay the cornerstones to our knowledge and our interpretation of the chemical reactions with our genetics that we then interpret by the brain as emotion. It is this emotion that drives us, that sets the tone for all of our memories, all of our knowledge, all of our wisdom, everything obtained from particularly our parents. But just as often other authoritative figures in our life at the time. The key to understand this relationship, my friends, is that it changes, it modifies, it morphs over time as we change, as our parents change, as other things come in to influence all of those interactions, changing then our chemistry potentially even changing our genetics, our very DNA. This is something that we must be cognizant of as we begin to understand relationships. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking that quick break with me. Now, when we left, we were talking about our parental, our parents, our relationship with them and how it changes over time. There are many things that affect it, and we'll talk about some of those today. There are many other relationships to include those of the most intimate type. When life partners discover each other, they embrace the power of love. This connection increases the bonds within each of their auras to foster an intimacy. This is the same connection we should seek and have with our deities and our spiritual connections within the realm around us. 
It is with the same light-hearted warming of the heart. We should seek with our spiritual entities, whether they be deities or not. This is the intimacy of our spirituality and should be as unique as we are. Each of our relationships produce a different collection of chemical hormones combined with our genetic construct to create the euphoria of intimacy. This is where we need to consider our relationship with a deity to begin. The enveloping of our heart and our mind to love congruently, completely, unconditionally. We have all heard the discussion about the emotional differences between men and women. However, much of the emotional growth of both genders have been relegated to us from our ancestors, as well as being used as a tool of division and superiority in the past. The reality is that we are really not that different, and one does not dominate emotionally over the other in any form. Men can love and cry, while women can be bold, strong, sometimes stoic. The fact is that the chemistry within us, bonded and expressed through our genetic composition, is what creates these emotions. Gender has no influence whatsoever. We have heard all the stories about the monsters-in-laws, whether it be an overbearing father or mother, or these we'll call them parents-in-law. It matters very little. The emotional interactivity is only slightly different than our own. The fact is all of these relationships should pale in comparison to the intimacy we have with our spiritual realm. However, they are all equally important as emotional instructions are provided with each experience. Unique understandings offered by these intimate relationships with our deities in our spiritual connections should quote-unquote fit within the alignment of our heart and mind. And again, we call that congruency. It is the raw honesty that elevates our relationship experience to that next level. Especially when our deity is able to extract knowledge and experiences from us through their level of communication. By asking or speaking with the deity, you are exercising your intent. Remember, intent is where the most inner part of our heart points us to. 
It is our deepest love and our eternal home of hope. It is the quintessential center of our future existence. Most often, many have come to me to question their individuality within a relationship. At what point is the individuality begin to degrade a relationship? I always say, before there is the existence of a relationship, a bridge between two entities must be constructed of trust. It is this bridge of trust that we must rely on to establish and maintain a relationship with another entity. Whether we trust that they will hurt us, help us, ignore us, or love us, a level of trust must exist for any type of relationship to be established, even with our deity. If, for whatever reason, we feel that we cannot trust what we are feeling from our deity or from other entities, most will start to drift away and separate. However, make no mistake, it is the spiritual self of the physical being who drifts away and not the deity or our spiritual entities as they remain faithful and unconditionally loving us where we are. We must always be cognizant of and become masters on the influences on our relationships. There will be many different influences that may affect the way we see other people, the way we feel about other people, and certainly the way we see ourselves and the, how we feel about ourselves. Each of these influences needs to be evaluated on its own merit. We know, based on last week's discussion, how many can pass on negativity and belittling, sometimes inadvertently, not recognizing the impact of their words. For we know, although the tongue has no bones, it is nonetheless as lethal as a sword. Therefore, when considering our interactivity between ourselves and other entities, whether they be spiritual or physical, is based on our previous experiences that we then overlay onto this new experience. And that experience, the new one, is already jaded from its first heartbeat of an, the encounter. There is a, a previous experience that has taught us the hurt or the, 
disloyalty or the distrust or reasons or gives us reasons right it gives us that evidential support for our decision to make sure that we keep it at arm's length because of these previous experiences and we need to be sure that we evaluate each of them in turn that they may not affect our new relationships and allow the new relationships to form based on their own merit, based on the emotional, chemical interaction that we have with this other person or this other entity. And now, a short break. For these commercials, you're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Thank you for, again, taking another short break with me. Before we left, we were talking about the influences of others on us. And we talked about more or less a conscious influence. In other words, we have a, we have a visual or we have an auditory interactivity with another person. And it kind of sets the, sets the tone of the relationship but what we also may not consider is another influence in our relationships that is more or less the engine that drives the morphing we talked about back in the beginning of today's show how our relationship with our parents morphs over a period of time and it begins to change and we wonder why why does it change relationships with other people why do they change over time well as we talk about these influences from outside extrinsic to us those relationships or those influences then can alter our mindset about ourselves, about others, about trust, about love, about all of these different emotional connections. And when we begin to pollute the mind or convolute, mess up, dirty the mind, if you will, it affects our aura. Now, our aura has two states that we're really concerned of when considering our interactivity with other people. We've talked about the first one, and that is where it's clearer. As our mind clears and we begin to live authentically or congruently, our aura clears up and allows for a better understanding from other people to kind of pass through our aura into our minds, into our spiritual self that we begin to understand. The other part that the emotional uh, chemical reactions in your body are going to cause is the frequency at which our aura is produced or portrayed out to the spiritual realm this frequency change allows different people 
who all have their own frequency to as they interact with us those frequencies either come into alignment this is called harmony or they're very disjointed they're very different for whatever reason whether it be our mind that's really keyed up right now and really a high frequency of our of our aura or whether it's the other person it could be them as well but as we enjoy the company of others they'll have influences into their lives as we have influences to our lives and each of our aura frequencies will change remember we said several weeks ago when we were talking about the aura we mentioned that the aura can change instantaneously very very rapid that it can change its frequency it can cloud up it can clear out it can do all of these things very very rapidly and it's very much in tune with our mental state at the time so we can go from being really low-key relaxed comfortable to being very high strung and very high energy or stressed very easily and it's all a matter of the influences that are coming into us into the relationship now with two people even if our auras are in perfect sync and we are what many discover as our frequencies become perfectly in sync we refer to each other as soulmates right that's because our frequencies are just allowing us to be soul to soul contact i mean we are that close and it's critical for these intimate relationships very much the same way as the relationship that we have with spiritual entities including our deities they're all very very important and they're very important to have our uh, aura as clear as possible with a relaxed vibration frequency although the deities can help us to kind of tone that down or pick it up whichever the way that we need to deities can help do that again remember they can they have the power to create something from nothing therefore they have the the energy at which to kind of spark you and and bring you up or or help you to reduce yourself so prayer meditation focus on our deity we can actually obtain that central peace the idea with relationships regardless whether they're with other humans or other spirits or our deities the key is to be receptive to be receptive of their energy and their influences and you'll be influenced by their influences through this aura and the frequency of their aura 
As an example, if we have two people who are in love and they're very close, their frequencies are matching, everything's good, and one of those people were to receive terrible news that stressed them beyond re just really a lot of energy, they would well they might they might take that emotional charge tie it to another emotional charge and have a very erratic or very surprising reaction causing your frequencies and your auras to come way out of whack way out of uh, a harmony way out of alignment and this is because the person has allowed that memory, that visual or audio or whatever, taste, whatever, input to then trigger memories within their minds, which then just sent a whole lot of energy flying around in the human brain, fogged up the uh, aura, and then changed its frequency to not match anymore. And that's really what happens. And that's where people grow apart over time. You may meet people that you knew back in school and you may meet them at a, at a reunion or something of the sort. And you say, wow, you're so different now. You're so, uh, you're, you're way different than you were in school. Well, that's because their aura has changed. Their frequency has changed many influences can help us do this so these are some of the things that we need to consider when having an intimate relationship with our deities in our everyday modern day world yeah. mm.